0: using it and I put like my new um what is it like comforter that I had like asked for for like Christmas or something fucking oh, for, like yeah. when I was gonna move out or whatever and then I was like okay I'm just gonna put it on this bed like I'm not getting a different bed anytime soon
1: that's like I mean I don't know if it's the same thing but that's how I kind of function and like everywhere I've lived because I've moved so many times hmm I feel like I don't ever like, I just have like stuff that I would hang on the wall, but I'm like, oh, well, I know that I'm going to move in February. So why? Yeah. Like, why hanging on the wall? But then it's just sitting there and I look at it and I'm like, this is weird. I'm the
0: same way. And I think, I don't remember what the social media post said. But oh, I remember God. seeing something once. No, it's not even like anything that where it like reads you to filth, but it's just it was just like a cute little sentiment of like burn the good candles, wear the nice clothes, like oh, you God. don't know if tomorrow's guaranteed kind of a thing. So just
1: fucking use the shit. And it's so true. That is really true. I thought it was gonna be like this is a trauma response, and you <laughs> I mean, oh, hey, no. it might be, as everything is, but <laughs> I like that though that's very true because really I mean you could die tomorrow I could die today who knows yeah we
0: could literally die to, like right now you know what I okay. mean?
1: yeah hang
0: the thing on your wall so that you can look at it while you're alive.
1: <laughs> yeah that's truly though yeah. I like that that's why I feel like that just like changed something in me but that's good
0: i've always like literally hoarded candles too and like after seeing that i've started like burning them like i just got this candle as part of my birthday gift and i lit it already
1: (laughs) huh what's the scent of
0: it it's sea salt grapefruit and like that sounds interesting it smells so
1: good is it from greece
0: no, um I think it's just from like a candle shop in Brooklyn. Carly and Destiny gave it to me as part of like my birthday gift.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So the whatever the brand on it looks like it could be. It sounds
0: Greek for sure. It probably is. Apotheki or Apotheki, I don't know. It's definitely Greek. What do Greek, I know?
1: Greek for your birthday? What? You doing anything for your birthday?
0: Not like how I normally do. Like last weekend, me and my friends got dinner together and that was kind of my birthday celebration. And then this weekend, I'm getting dinner with like my other group of friends. So I think I have like two kind of groups of friends where like they're
1: not friends, but I'm friends with both of them. so That's the story in my life. I like actually don't even have two groups. I have like five or six people. Right. That makes it harder. That makes it harder.
0: It's
1: terrible. Yeah. This is our birthday episode. (laughs) (laughs) Why literally the whole time I'm like, how do I say it? Can't believe
0: that came out of our mouths at the same time.
1: That's so funny. But this is our this is our birthday episode. What is today? Sixteen. Today's the new moon. Yes, today
0: is the new moon in Leo. I think that's why I was getting ballsy today about asking my boss. I was like, "Today's the day." I kept getting like channy notifications
1: of like, "Set your intentions for how you want your life
0: to be" or whatever. In those months, yeah,
1: literally, mine. I wonder if all the notifications are the same. I'm imagining they are, but I have them up right now actually because I don't swipe them away until the next day, so I keep all of today's there. Yeah, so, yeah. And it says, this lunation disrupts whatever stands in the way of your truth. Time to make an entrance, which is very New Moon and Leo. And then Mars is trining Uranus. I don't yes. know what that means. But improvise. Make rules as you go. Innovate, Innovations will spark along the way.
0: Yeah, the notifications are definitely the same for everyone, which makes sense. I think the notifications are just about the transits more so than like your specific signs.
1: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because there's a whole section of the app for, if anyone's wondering, for your own, like whatever's going on in the skies will interpret whatever is going on in, or how that relates rather to your chart. Yeah.
0: So, wait, for anybody who doesn't know this, because I think this is cool, me and Kristen's birthday is our whatever, one day apart, but like we're also. Three years apart or four years apart? I don't know. Or, I'm turning oh, 31, dude. Damn, yeah, I'm turning 26. We're four years apart. Why did I never realize it was four?
1: You're turning 26? That yeah. means we're five years apart.
0: No, I'm turning 26.
1: Yeah, so we're five years apart.
0: Wait, oh, how shit, did I even know that? Five. <gasps> I didn't know that either. That's weird. <laughs> I never realized that you were that close in age to my sister. I always thought you were closer in age to my brother. Like, I don't know. That's how I compartmentalize things. No. Yeah. But you're in
1: the- my mind, you were the same age as my brother, which him and I are four years apart. So that's how this whole friendship I have compartmentalized. <laughs> three too. or four years younger than me you know what in my mind you've like always been twenty, like
0: seven, the age that I met you at I was like
1: right, it's I've always thought I like people now that's the number where I'm like oh I'm, like they're like how old are you my reflex is 27 and then like a split split of a second I'm like oh 30 but yeah. I always want to say 27
0: that's so interesting
1: yeah must
0: have Whoa. been a
1: big year yeah what it, it was a big year I think actually I think that's when I had a breakup. Mm.
0: breakup. Blowing my mind, though. I I can't believe we're five years apart. (laughs) That feels insane. That That feels crazy. And it, like, literally, of course, means nothing that we're five years apart. And at the same time, I just didn't know we were five years apart.
1: (laughs) I don't even understand how we didn't know. We literally, like... I feel like I know, like nearly every inch of your life I, know. I didn't know you were five years younger anyway. i guess we
0: that's just not something we ever talked about like what year were you born in i'm 97 you're
1: 92 92? yeah
0: wow that's i'm wild.
1: mind blown <laughs> you know what's interesting like when i think about it my best friends like uh-huh. including my cousin andrew who he just turned 19 and yeah, then like true. my oldest, like closest friend, I think is like 35 mm-hmm. or 30, 35 this year. I don't know what Derek is. Sorry, Derek. You're not going to listen to this anyway. She's not a podcaster, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like they're not usually the same age as you.
1: Yeah. I really yeah. have like a full spectrum of ages. Yeah.
0: I feel that because even like, for example, I mean, I think I end up being friends with people who I meet like within proximity to me and so like they might end up being my age but at the same time I remember like jobs where my best friend at the job was literally like a 40 year old woman and it's like that happens all the time
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I feel like our soul's ages are similar and maybe that's the energy of it because really when I tell people especially like with Andrew like oh my cousin my cousin and then I'm like oh he's 19 and then they're like wait what like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know either man like it's like time isn't real it doesn't make sense I don't know time isn't real we're literally every age right now
0: yes it's <laughs> all happening at the same time what even is a birthday
1: <laughs> I was thinking about that today so much because obviously our birthdays are this weekend, but. Just thinking about how we mark time and for what, and we've also like integrated all of these milestones and expectations around certain times in our lives. And it really is just like how many times we've been on this planet while it's looped around the sun,
0: mm-hmm. and it's all made up like you know, like we just decided that that was a measure of time.
1: Mm-hmm. It's completely. <laughs> And I don't even think that it's, isn't it not even correct?
0: It's probably not. I don't know.
1: There's something I remember learning about this in elementary school at some point, and it loosely stuck with me. I can't remember it enough to articulate it, but it's how every year that goes by is actually like a fraction of a minute shorter than the one before. Mm. Is that why leap
0: years are a thing?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we correct for it.
0: hmm That makes because
1: sense. Not exact. But I can't remember. So if we're adding a day, then I guess the year would be ending sooner. Yeah, I yeah. Um, that's beyond my capacity. <laughs> Way beyond Out it. my so, it's like my brain like glitching. <laughs> trying to figure
0: that out <laughs> the wires are like short-circuiting i'm like i i don't even remember what a leap year is is there an added day is it one less day it's an added it's day an right added day.
1: Yeah. 29 yeah. So days you- in february yep okay i remember there was a kid in my school that had a birthday on that day and i don't remember i think he celebrated it on the 28th and i remember thinking like well you should celebrate on march 1st Right, but for reason he celebrated on the twenty eighth. I guess maybe he wanted a February birthday, but I don't know.
0: How weird though! Like, imagine your actual birthday only happens every four years, or is it every four years or two years? Yeah, or every four years. Four years.
1: <laughs> okay, this is honestly such a perfect illustration how we just made shit. We've made this up. <laughs> Why does it happen every four years? That's so crazy. I want to know when the next leap year is now. I'm going to look
0: at this.
1: Leap year next. That's how I Google. Um, 2024 <laughs> is a leap year. So next year, everyone. Wow. Next February is a leap year. All right. Tell me, Kristen,
0: what are you going into 31 with the intention of?
1: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I I haven't fully figured this out, but I try to think about something loosely. Mm-hmm. Because for me, birthdays, when I, every single year, and I guess this is just, like, somewhat universally true for... Probably people more like you and I. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably true for you. But you look back on the previous year and you're like, whoa, I was so different a year ago, a year yeah. ago. I feel like my life changes so drastically from year to year mm-hmm. that going into this year, it makes me honestly just want to be more myself because this last year has informed that intention. I feel like this, especially the last six months, I've really been more comfortable with being me. And so I just want to see what that is going to look like over the next next cycle around the sun.
0: Yeah, that's really cool because I feel like you're right. Like recently, just from what you've been telling me, like you have really been connecting with like your more authentic side and it's going to be really cool to see that continue to play
1: out. Yeah. And it all, it all feels very like unwritten and because as I've started to get to know myself better and feel like I can be more of my authentic self, a lot of the things that I've wanted in my life are, don't, I still want them, but they don't feel as like I need them now. Like that sense of urgency is lessened and I'm just kind of like all right I'll be surprised and like I'm not attached to any one manifestation quote unquote or any specific thing I really want to lean into being so present with myself that things just kind of pop up
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and being in that kind of flow I love that
0: and it's interesting because I feel like I'm having like I wanna say the same kind of experience, but imagine it literally five years prior (laughs) to where you are right now, because that's exactly what's happening. But like, you mentioned how like your life drastically changes very quickly. And I feel like I have the opposite perception of my life where like I can look back and acknowledge a lot of things that have changed. And at the same time, I feel like not enough has changed. And that sense of urgency has been a very big theme me over the past couple years and I feel like I've been becoming more aware of that lately and really wanting to this year be present and like learn how to be content like with just the journey of it because it's become more and more apparent over the past year especially that like when you want something and you want something and you want something, and you want something. And then when you finally get it, you're already kind of like moved on to like the next thing that you desire and want. And then there's never that space or that time to actually enjoy the thing. And so I've like been sitting on that and being like, so I'm just basically never going to enjoy or appreciate a single fucking second of my life. if I keep going on with this loop. And like, it's hard for me to do, but it's something that I want to practice like moving forward coming
1: into this year I love that because for so many reasons one we didn't even talk about this before so I feel like it's going to be helpful for me to know that that's kind of that you're having a similar intention and there was a like examples in my life that I can think of that it's kind of prompting me to release that sense of urgency and like be more present and see like what comes up from that but Mm -hmm. I want to know if there was anything for you because I think you mentioned you've noticed it more lately like what's prompted Mm -hmm. you to notice it
0: a few different things I think this past few months for me as well a lot of things have actually changed Mm -hmm. and I've noticed that like if there's one specific thing that didn't change that I'm letting that influence my whole perception of this time period in my life versus enjoying the things that have changed. Mm. And I'm like, okay, like new job, i attempted opening a business. Like I published a book. These are all goals that I had for a very long time. And then like, I look back at it and I'm like, oh, but I still feel stuck in like living situation, for example, and I'm like, this is stupid. why am I not content with any of the other pieces of my life? Because there's one piece that I'm not happy with. And I think that just has really made me open my eyes. The fact that I'm like, these are things that I have, if I look back in my journal, I have been writing these things for years and I did them and granted, like sure, the business thing, I'm putting that to the side, whatever. But the book thing, even I'm like, I've been wanting to do that for forever since I've been in college, like undergraduate, now that I've done it, I feel like I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's just like, I, I checked it off the list and didn't appreciate what I did. And I am like sick of my shit in that regard, you know, <laughs> like I need to just appreciate the things I've done. And I feel like a lot of that probably also just comes from like, the family dynamic that I grew up around too and just kind of always feeling like um you need to overachieve and like be like this perfect person or whatever so it's almost like I have a hard time like appreciating things that I have accomplished or that I would have thought would be or would bring me a sense of accomplishment I'm like no that's not really an accomplishment like I brush it off
1: yeah I think that is so common and very I think it's a result of the family dynamic mixed with society because we're always so we're never allowed to just be and just exist and understand that our existence is enough period, no matter what. And we're not praised for simply just being who we are. There's always in the societal standards, like I mentioned before with age and milestones and timelines, that's all grouped together. So I feel those pressures often And then when you have a family that has not been able to appreciate what you have accomplished and especially coming from families that have like immigrant roots from other countries, they've come came here to this country and pushed so, so hard. The expectation is overachieved. So when you do, it's like, oh, yeah, you're just doing what you're supposed to do. You're just existing how you're supposed to exist. But that's not even it. And we're not taught to pause and say, whoa, like, yeah. look what I've done. And what a disservice to ourselves when it's something so, for you, so profound, like your book. Like, I look at your book and I think about your book and it makes you want to, like, be sick right now because I'm just so amazed. And I can tell there's this energy of, like, oh, yeah, I did that. Okay. Like... <laughs> I think about your book all the fucking time. That's why I'm like, let's put it in a free little library. Right? Let's find a book. Somewhere.
0: Yeah. You're literally <laughs> always brainstorming ideas for my book. You're like my marketing team at this point.
1: <laughs> I, even... I, I love, love your book. Everyone buy Daisy's book <laughs> for her birthday. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. Sweet.
0: But I agree with you. And even like if you didn't overachieve, I think sometimes that's like the harder part. Cause it's like, the overachievement at least gets some recognition. If it's something like you did, like for example, this poetry book, it's something that that was a huge deal for me to do. And at the same time, like if it's not a top selling book, like Mm -hmm. they're not gonna see that as an achievement. And so actually my parents don't even know about my poetry book. I didn't tell them. My siblings only know because I posted about it on Instagram and they follow me on there. But otherwise I feel like knowing that my book i'm not like some like top poet like i feel embarrassed to let my parents know about that and how weird is that that like something i'm so proud to have done and something i've been wanting to do for so long that i'm embarrassed to tell my parents about you know and it's because i know they're not going to see it as an achievement and it's just gonna like shit on the whole thing in my mind unless I'm like selling millions of copies of it that's the only way they see it as like an achievement (laughs) you know what I mean
1: yeah and I think like oh that makes me like want to cry a little bit I don't know why but thinking about because your book Daisy's poetry book for anyone listening like (laughs) I like sat by the creek the one day and was just I didn't read every poem because I don't think that's designed it's not designed for that but when you're flipping through and you're really sitting with some of the poems it's just like your soul will feel seen so you've created something so you and so for other people that and it's so much a part of you right like those those are your creations those are your children you've you made that and so it's such a huge vulnerability to one put that out there period and then two, it's a risk of showing your parents and saying, hey, look how vulnerable I'm being. This is me authentically. And then also, this is me just creating. And it doesn't have a gold medal or a like fucking <laughs> gold sticker on it, whatever those books have. But
0: <laughs> like,
1: I still made this. And so to risk the feeling of, oh, okay, like just having it being like brushed by is protective. So I think it makes sense that you don't or wouldn't want to show them right off the bat. It makes me sad
0: too. And also I think because some of the poems in there are about my mom. And one of them is like specifically about that. Like one time when I was sitting in the living room and like, she asked me if I've ever written poetry. She saw me reading a poetry book and like, it angered me yeah. so much to just those little moments where you realize your parents don't know you at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And yeah, it's just, an. Uh, that's just how I imagine telling them that I wrote a book would feel like you guys don't know me or understand me at all. And why would I want you like, why would I want you to know about this then? You know, I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's dramatic to say they don't know me at all, but like, they don't know, like the authentic parts of me.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's dramatic at all. Cause there's, I'm sure like they know what you might say in a certain situation they live with you they raise you and there's elements of you that they know but they're probably more Mm surfacey. and the things that do form who you are and kind of illustrate how you think and how you exist in the world like your poetry for them to not fully be able to see that and know that part of you because they're unable to have the the bandwidth of the tools to appreciate it fully that stinks like I wouldn't I wouldn't my parents don't know about this podcast not that that's the exact equivalent but it's the same thing like I'm so pe- people listening know more, than than my than my parents.
0: Parents know more about me
1: so like it makes sense and it's because they, they wouldn't get it and there's an element of not they wouldn't know how to get it they don't have the tools resources whatever and this is how we navigate that
0: I agree all the things that have shaped us have made us into these people Mm -hmm. and so I just feel like them hearing the things we talk about they wouldn't get it at all because to them they don't understand the side of us the like side of us that like hurts or like betrayed or like unseen or whatever like they would just be completely like what are you even talking about on this podcast this is the first time I'm hearing about it you know
1: yeah and like we might have even said it a hundred times over and then there's also the added layer of like I sit on here and talk about aliens and spirituality and signs and whatever else we talk about and those are all things that my parents and I would venture both of our parents, mine look down upon in some, to some sense, think is weird. Why are you spending your time doing that? Like it would just, it wouldn't ever be like, wow, that's so cool that you're creating and doing something that you really love. It would be riddled with questions and not just like out of curiosity, out of like concern or judgment. Right. I agree. Like anything like,
0: even just the example you gave like astrology and stuff like that so like my mom anytime I've brought up astrology is very much like she makes a joke of it sort of it's not like she's like why are you into that or angry about it but she's always like oh haha, like you and your silly games kind of a thing <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> worst feeling I would like it's so hard and like to get that from parents and friends and whomever you're around like that's it's such a little like salt on the wound kind of feeling like uh I just feel so not seen right now and we that's I think at the end of the day humans each person just wants to feel seen and to me that's the equivalent of being fully seen is being fully loved and just like okay yeah I see that that's amazing like yeah
0: I agree completely with that um and not even like I see that and that's amazing always but like just I see you and like I get it even sometimes it's helpful it's like even like the bad parts of you like or not the bad parts of you but the parts of you that are like darker or whatever Uh um just like having somebody be like I see you and I get it and I'm listening is like huge it's not even like that's amazing but like just fucking exist and not try to change what it is
1: I was listening to an Aubrey Marcus podcast and there's talking about this is he was talking about it through the lens of his relationship with his wife mm-hmm. and they've gone through a series of marriages they're going to do like three marriages through the course of their relationship um, but I think this applies to any deeper relationship of any kind not just a marriage but say, he was saying something to the effect of I want to to be able like for his relationship to be able to come to it like fully himself his wife fully herself because he sorted it like I want the privilege of showing you that the parts of you that you think are not lovable or not worthy of being seen are lovable and worthy of being seen and don't deny me that privilege like and same and vice versa like and I thought that was so such a cool perspective of Of that, and that's that's just what this whole conversation made me think about. Just being able to be seen and being like, okay, even if it's someone's not like, oh, this is amazing and like bravo, it's still some sense of wow. You that's part of you, whether it's like the part of you that you want to be seen or don't want to be seen. It's all worthy of love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I fucking love that. Right like That's the privilege true. of showing you that I was like oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay wait your turn though um in the same regard what prompted you to pick that thing to be what you're going into
1: 31 your- I noticed the other day this like really how much I am like function from a place of urgency in my life like to the next thing, to the next thing. Or if it's like I'm texting a guy and they don't answer me and I'm like, why aren't they answering? And I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, this is all rooted in urgency, which is really rooted in fear to some degree. And why am I operating from that place? And then also I think back to a year and a half ago before I moved I remember thinking like, okay, I'm really going to move to Colorado. I've wanted to do this for so long. And at that time, a lot was going on in my life. And I can say that all the time, right? Like we all can, a lot was going on in my life, but I felt like the quote unquote, a lot was stopping me from fully appreciating moving to Colorado. Mm. And then I realized again, that if I'm not able to be present then I'm not going to be able to be present with the things that actually come to fruition that I really want like moving to Colorado or your book and that presence is such a skill and a habit and a mindset and all of the things like a a place we operate from how we take action all of that and when I realized how much I was operating from urgency I thought back to that moment and then yesterday actually when I was I'm in Montana right now and when I was in Glacier my knee was hurting and I kept thinking about like oh I wish I could do I was on a very beautiful hike an easy one right it was pretty pretty flat but it was a beautiful beautiful hike but I kept thinking back to oh, I wish I could do this harder hike or this one or that one and then I realized like Wow, I can let my knee pain make this beautiful hike miserable, or I can say, holy fuck, I have been places in Colorado this year, I have been to Utah this year, I have been to Montana this year, and I'm sitting here whining in my head, and I don't want to do that, like people people meaning like the friends that I've been like texting the last 24 hours have been like wow I'm so happy you get to experience this this yeah. is so cool you're in Montana so cool you're going to you've driven there and you're going to camp and whatever and I don't think of it that way and the only reason I don't think of it that way is because I am too busy thinking about what could be better mm-hmm. or what I'm going to do in the future right. right or being stuck in my past and like well why did my random fucking knee pain have to start happening like it's I'm never in the present moment and I don't like that <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere else yeah
0: Dude, it's really hard to have those realizations like while you're in the middle of something that's like super great like that like you're like you said you're literally in this beautiful moment and you're like why the fuck can't I snap out of these negative spirals that are going on in my head and just yeah but um, that dialogue though too is I think like great like that's the first step of like figuring it out because I want to say at least in the past probably it was like the negative spirals and you didn't think about it till later on so the thing's already done and you're like well I didn't get to be present during that at least in that moment you were kind of like stop let's like reframe or redirect the thoughts or something you know
1: yeah, that is something that's new for me for sure. So that's actually been really cool because I've noticed more, way more heightened awareness around that and just like what my own perception is. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment, I have many options. But if I want to like illustrate too for this example, I can either be focused on what I could have been doing instead, which was in the moment I was like, oh, well, I'm here with my dad. Well, that sucks. Why couldn't I also be here with a boyfriend or a partner, a husband, whatever? And because my dad had unintentionally made a comment, like, oh, he's like, me and you are don't have people who love us. So we like go go do these trips together. And I was like, well, that's not like an amazing thing to say. But then it put <laughs> thought in my head, right? Of like, oh, well, fuck, I am here with my dad. I didn't even think about that. And now I'm like, thinking about that, thinking about my knee pain. And seeing this life in the moment through those glasses, when I could instead very easily, and it's not to bypass the emotions around those thoughts, but to say, okay, I see you, fine. But I don't want to live my life taking action or viewing things from that lens. I want to view it as I'm in fucking Montana, the most beautiful place I've ever been to so far in my life. And I want to like see it and experience it and smell it and walk through it and see the animals and the people and find joy in that and I was able to for the most part like shift but I noticed which was interesting the degree that I was able to like shift and like feel more present there was a couple moments where like a negative thought would creep in or like a more shadowy thought like that would creep in and I would have to sit and like actively fight it and some moments I wasn't able to and it felt like almost like a rush of a drug in like a negative way of like caving in and feeling something familiar but like not in a good way it was a very distinct sense of like oh Oh, let me hold this comfort blanket and now I have relief but then like right after it was this actually isn't comforting at all this feels like shit but it was a weird like that that's why I don't know what it would be like to like use a drug after a while that I would be trying to abstain from but it was almost what I imagined that would feel like and then it was like a real ick followed by it after
0: wow Whoa, yeah. that's, cool. that's cool that yeah. you noticed that. And also, I guess I had another question in those moments. Do you ever catch yourself being like, maybe like becoming aware of the fact that you're not in your body in those moments and getting frustrated at that too? And being like, I need to be in my body right now and feel this, and like getting annoyed that like you can't for some reason, because I feel like that's an experience that I've had and I feel like you probably have
1: too yeah I I think it actually might have happened yesterday it used to be very mental like I would get frustrated that I couldn't be present yesterday I truthfully I I don't know if it was some kind of like panic or anxiety attack but I got real physically unwell for like a half hour and we had to like sit down but I had like eaten I had drank water and I was just like guzzling more and more water and I'm used to living in being in similar or higher elevation than I'm here and now so I knew it wasn't the hydration piece and I found myself the only thing that was snapping me back and feeling better was Being very, very present, doing like a five, four, three, two, one kind of thing of like, what are five things I see, four things I can touch, whatever the fucking thing is. But I had to really get so grounded. And then I was able to pull myself out of it. So I think instead of being like a mental frustration this time, because I feel like I'm starting to get a handle on my perception, it turned into like the body telling me, like, you're not present. We need to get physically present right now, and then I was able to feel better the rest of the day, luckily. But it was a really, really weird experience. I still don't really know what to make of it, but
0: yeah. So you were like physically feeling like, what were you feeling like? What what was going on in your body?
1: Very, very lightheaded. I felt like I was going to pass out. It felt like I hadn't drank water all day, but I had. And so what was also happening, and this is, I want to put a strong caveat out for anyone that like does have panic attacks, or maybe you're feeling this way because like you didn't eat or drink enough or whatever's going on, like physically from a more material sense. But what I, like, that's not What I was experiencing and what I was experiencing might not be what you are, if you're listening. So please don't take this as as advice. But what I noticed was I was very confused that this was happening. And I told my dad, I looked at him and I was like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm going to pass out right now. We were in a visitor center. And I had my wallet in the car. I was like, I need money. I need to buy myself a snack and water right now because I don't know what's going on. So he gives me his card. And that's not something I would normally do. Just be like, hey, I, I need your money right now kind of thing. Yeah. And so I went and I like got a snack, got water, and I sat and I drank. And then I had to keep telling my dad exactly what I needed which was very uncomfortable for me to do. And I was also noticing frustration of why will this man just not like sit by me? He'd be like, you're good. Sit there. And I'd be like holding the seat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to pass out. And he'd be reading a sign, like a little infographic. And I would be like, Can you come sit by me? Because we're in a room full of people. I feel like I'm going to fall over. So I was noticing in that moment that it really felt like some kind of, not lesson, that's not a good word, but a moment where I was able to realize that my body was one telling me to be present and it was also an invitation to ask for what I needed because I had to tell him like, all right, I need you to go to the car and get me my purse because I need this out of it. And whatever. And it was all things in my purse that like helped me feel grounded. And so once I was asking for what I needed and started using the tools in my toolbox, <laughs> that I was able to feel a sense of relief and also reconcile with the fact that and of course I'm making this all much mean much more than maybe someone would at a glance notice but that my dad might not know and doesn't know how to always help and that doesn't mean anything about me mm-hmm. like him I used to think okay like let's say I was feeling this way and he didn't reflexively say, oh, I'll get you water. I'll get you this. I'll sit by you. I'll help you. Do you need help walking? Things like that. Like that's not his instinct. I have to say, hey, I need this. I need this. I need that. It didn't feel like it was about me where I would have made that about my worth. And so that was a really new and cool thing too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where I started with this or how this got going, but this whole idea of presence and asking for what I need and, and whatnot was really tied into yesterday and really drove home, wow, especially like with this new moon, like I need to and want to show up to life as I am and be more intentional about the perception I have about what's going on. Yeah.
0: I think that's a really good um, like intention to set for yourself. It's like being intentional about what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, being present. Um, and I could imagine that being super uncomfortable in that moment with your dad, like having to like, I know like you, especially having to ask for the things that you need in a moment like that.
1: Yeah. It's so
0: hard. And also the added factor of like, even when you explicitly ask people for what you need, they're like, ah, you're fine, like, that probably all coming up for you, too, In like, watching your dad watch it, uh, just reading signs and stuff while you're, like, literally borderline passing out, you're probably, like, what do I need to say for this guy to like
1: it? Good, you have no idea, I was, like, what, and it was interesting, because there was part of me that was, like, in it, and then the other part of me that was observing it, and being, like, wow, this is fucking fascinating. <laughs> even right now when I literally was this close from asking the woman next to me for her fucking water I was
0: like dude you literally have like x's over your eyes and like your tongue out and he's like you're good right
1: yeah he was like so do you think you want to go do the hike over there and I was like dad I can't stand up right now what oh. do you mean like <laughs> but it was just like a very I don't know and and that's another thing like I could have again like this is it's all about perception I could have been like even more moody about like the situation and instead was like okay this is an opportunity for me to really ask for what I need and see that people won't always know or even be able to do that and that's okay and it doesn't mean anything about me and so that's that's whole thing is just kind of the energy of like being okay with existing and having needs and being myself and then just being present enough to appreciate what what it is that my life is turning into and unfolding into and being surprised by it
0: yeah and I wanted to say too that's also an example of like the practice of controlling the things that you have control over
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's like you said in the past you would be like this says something about my work like why is my dad not doing x and this time the response was let me tell him what I need instead of like why is he not doing that so it's like yeah taking control of like not just being present but taking control of the things that you can take control of and like releasing the rest
1: yeah And it's really hard to do. It's It's taking me 30 years.
0: Dude, it's so hard to do that. Releasing control of like things that you have no say in, or (laughs) like
1: Yeah, and I think it's both. It's like releasing the control and like the expectations and at the same time taking responsibility for what you can can be responsible for which really in my mind is just how we see things and showing up how we are those are really the only things that are controllable like we said before like i we could die right now we could die during this episode oh my god yeah oh, we could we? Control.
0: like imagine a birthday episode where we both just die <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs> i hope someone would be able to post it still <laughs>
0: no one would ever post it it. just raw on this laptop
1: (laughs) in your zoom cloud files somewhere I was thinking about perception last night too because I mean this is just a whole idea that I've been like really digging into more but in this spirit of being responsible for Emotions and perceptions. It was last night again, like a very clear thing. And I keep, and this is what's cool. Like I'm noticing the more I think about this stuff, the more my brain is shifting. But my dad had lost something, and he wasn't sure if he had thrown it out or where it was and whatnot. And he's older, so he just tends to like accidentally do stuff like that, like throw shit out when he really needed it. And. I was eating dinner and he was like rummaging around through all his stuff and I was feeling like guilty for not helping him for sitting and eating dinner instead of like getting up and doing stuff with him to like help him find it and I paused the podcast that I'm listening to and I was like do you want me to help you after I eat dinner help you look through the garbage for what you need and He was like actually yeah that would be helpful and then immediately I was like that's annoying I don't want to do that why is he having me do this but I fucking asked Mm -hmm. and so that like resentment that I had in that moment maybe there's a part of me that would have been like oh he shouldn't have said yes to that but I offered like where's my responsibility in creating that exact outcome that I didn't want I literally did it
0: and it wasn't I mean to my understanding of the story it wasn't like a situation where he was like making it very apparent that he wanted you to get up and help either like it's not like he was huffing and puffing and being like okay
1: yeah on me and it was I think people we many of us do that a lot a lot of people do that
0: it's not just you for sure 100% a lot of people do that um like, I'm definitely guilty of doing that, too, where I'm like, oh, like okay, I got to get up and, like, help my parents, like, with this email that, like, they didn't even ask me help with or
1: something. Yeah, like, we do a lot of stuff just to, and everyone does it for different reasons, right? Like, maybe it's because we want to fix the situation or we want to, like, there's a part of us that does want to help, but... Yeah it's tricky because there's another aspect of the self that like wants to just relax and have fucking dinner and not worry about it. And we deserve those things. We don't always have to be doing, doing, doing. And I feel like there's roles that we
0: assign to ourselves throughout our lives and we get stuck in the loop of them. And like, that's what causes these like situations where we are like, acting through those roles on autopilot when we weren't even asked to. And then that's where the resentment comes from. And it's like we literally have assigned ourselves this role. Or maybe that was a role we had to play at some point in time. Sure. But also like that point in time isn't necessarily this point in time. But like we just continue to play the roles and then get angry about it <laughs> instead
1: of like
0: deciding yeah. to play the role anymore.
1: Wait, you're tying it all together for me by saying that because that's exactly what it is. And I think anyone can find this in their lives that we are assigned a role at some point for whatever reason. Like for me, in this sense, in last night's example, the fixer, Mm -hmm. of making everything better. And so I feel uncomfortable when I'm not. So that was something as a child I took on. I'm carrying it into adulthood. And I see a situation. I want to fix it. I want to make it better. I see someone struggling. And that's, that's where that's rooted in this role. And that's why it's frustrating. That's why you get those feelings after because it's reminiscent of way back whenever that role was first assigned, you didn't ask for it or want it anyway. Maybe that's not your true self. But then you're functioning from that role. And I think this is where like, parts work could have and can in the future come in handy of like okay who's doing this right now is it me or is it the part of me that wants to fix things and make sure everything and everyone else is okay and if I operate from that place am I going to feel resentment and frustration and not even because I actually care too much if I help my dad in that moment but it's tugging on that original storyline of having to be the person that fixes when we didn't want to
0: right I'm guilty of that a lot in the sense of like I'm always the first person to volunteer to do the shitty thing sort of like for example my family was like talking about potentially going down the shore one weekend and like we never do anything together all as like a family all five of us I don't want to say never but like it's very rare that we do and so like we were sitting there talking about like oh like should we get a hotel room for the night and like actually get a chance to like spend the night down the shore together and then we were looking at like hotels and we were like oh this is kind of like expensive like we don't know if we're going to do that And then we were trying to think of ways to make it cheaper. And automatically, I'm like, oh, like, we'll bring an air mattress and I'll sleep on it. And like, you guys get like the beds or whatever. And I immediately felt so resentful uh, to do that. And the role in that moment that I was playing was the easy child, because I've always been the easy child, the one that doesn't get into trouble, the one that's like, let me be good. Let me like not show my emotions. Let me be like, whatever I need to be to keep the peace.
1: Yeah, dude. And this
0: literally happened last week and it it didn't even like come into my mind until hearing you just say all of that. And I'm like, yeah, that's the role that like made me feel resentful in that moment too. And it's just happening all the time.
1: Yeah. And and it happens because I think hearing you say that I'm like, well, of course you're going to do that because how good does it feel to get praised for being the easy child? Like, oh, Daisy, thank you so much. You're going to do that for our family so we can go down the shore. And it it feels good, and it's okay that it does. like and not even maybe you did or didn't feel good, but we all have like for me, like, of course, if you end up fixing something or solving a problem or helping someone with something, mm-hmm. you feel good in the moment. So it's a very confusing yes. dynamic,
0: yeah, it is. It's like you're getting approval in one aspect and you're um like what's the word I'm looking for? neglecting yourself in another aspect yeah
1: you're getting praised for neglecting yourself
0: yeah basically and neglect is maybe like it's not always that serious like I'm not neglecting myself by sleeping on like a a air mattress for a night but like at the same time it's like why is that always my my instinct to volunteer to be that person Like just very clear that there's a role there like um and I've always taken it as like well I'm the youngest so like I'm the one like that like gets the shitty thing (laughs) you know what I mean like I'm the one that sits in the middle seat in the car or like I'm the one that shares the whatever with whoever because I'm the youngest and I don't like need my own kind of a thing even though I'm literally a grown-ass adult Um, but this even plays out with my friendships too in the sense of like people are always like oh like you're so low maintenance like it's great like I'll always take like the shitty sleeping arrangement when I'm on trips with my friends why yeah. am I always the first to be like I'll do the thing that I know I don't necessarily want to do
1: to make it easier yeah and it's it's again I think that it's so unconscious it is. and then we get praise for it and so it gaslights that feeling of oh and like not an intentional gaslight but like for ourselves in that moment, it's like, well, I really didn't want to do that. But look at the well,
0: look at happy or something. Yeah. yeah,
1: everyone's happy. I just made everyone's lives easier. And who cares? It's just like, it's not a big deal. But deep down, it sucks. Yeah.
0: Deep down. It's like, why am I doing that? Like, and I have full control over it. I don't have like you said, I don't have to volunteer that. Yeah we are just playing these roles on repeat and getting mad at ourselves for it.
1: And this is exactly, I think, the idea of what we're putting out into the world, we're getting more of. Mm -hmm. Because look at the reinforcement that we just found within these actions that we're taking that are not in alignment with our authentic self. Like, we're not being ourself, we're playing from these roles instead of, operating from us and then we get praise for it so of course we're going to be like all right well I didn't love that but I got praise for it I got love for it so I'm going to do it again so we're going to keep reinforcing this in ourselves until we can throw a wrench in it Mm -hmm. and say like instead of operating from the easy child or the one that fixes everything I'm going to operate from Daisy or Kristen, and know myself enough to say, These are my preferences. This is what would make me comfortable. I'm allowed to be comfortable. I deserve to be comfortable. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's okay. I'm allowed to exist and just be me. Oof, mic drop. I don't even, we don't have to add anything else. Happy birthday, bitch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Truly happy fucking birthday. I feel like. This was so good. This was really good.
0: We say this every time, but it was
1: what? It was good. I said this is New Moon and Leo and big birthday energy. Big birthday energy and New Moon and Leo energy, and it's so funny
0: because I feel like we both just had a moment today during this exact call where we were like, we've never talked about this before, and like it was one of those moments where we're like, whoa. Normally, like we've talked about stuff before we get on here. This yeah. was like I feel like the first time we've talked about how roles are are showing up again in our adult life.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. And I feel like this if anyone noticed this too, like there was a moment where I recognized like when I what I was saying you were getting insight from, and then the exact thing that you got insight from, I got insight from. And it just shows like when you're in relationship with somebody. It's just that much, you you learn so much about yourself. There's such like a, a teaching and learning
0: there. Really I wouldn't have come to this conclusion without having this conversation with you. I know oh. I felt shitty a week ago when that thing happened with my family and I didn't really think about it any further to get to the point where I could tell myself that was in my control.
1: hmm I think like what other stuff am I doing that is making me feel shitty I honestly
0: what popped into my head too is like how uncomfortable I feel in work for example asking certain questions or asking about certain stuff or like requesting certain things and I think there's an element of that playing into here too oh yeah the easy
1: child wants to be easy
0: oh yeah, I want to be easy everywhere. I
1: want to be the one who needs the least and does the most <laughs> for <Yes>. whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, because that's literally what makes everybody happy, everyone else around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here's to us over the next year. Yes. Not operating from these roles, just yes. being ourselves and enjoying what comes from being ourselves absolutely and what's
0: mirrored back to us when we don't um yeah the word
1: neglect ourselves
0: <laughs> neglect is like a word that does not want to be in my vocabulary today
1: no it doesn't <laughs> it's triggering the easy child <laughs> I'm
0: like in denial of the fact that i'm neglecting myself my brain's like that's not the word you're
1: looking for <laughs> yeah I could sense it. I'm like is the word right now feels like fine for me, but I can see it doesn't feel amazing for you. So I'm like, oh.
0: um, yeah. I'm excited for imagine like next year when we do a birthday episode. We'll check yeah. in with these intentions. Let's let yeah.
1: I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It'll be so fun.
0: Um, by the way, Kristen's birthday's on the nineteenth, and my mom's twentieth. So wish us happy birthday. <laughs>
1: wish us happy well this will come out a few days after our birthday so if you didn't know now you know and you can say happy belated to us
0: Mm -hmm. you're leo queens never forget it never
1: never never forget it all right bye